power invisible and you see it everywhere and every day one power indescribable and you speak of it with every word you say mysterious until you know the truth as simple as the love inside of you call it god call it spirit call it jesus call it lord call it buddha bahula angels wings or heaven's door but whatever name given it's all one power can't you see it's the power of the love in Welcome to the Center for Spiritual Living, Midtown Atlanta, where we are broadcasting virtually and welcome you. Everyone here, everyone on Zoom, everyone on Facebook, everyone on YouTube, or later when you listen to this recording. So we welcome you. You, all of the, so <laughs> there, was, there was something I was going to say with that. Um, so God is all there is. And in this, we have a declaration of principles, which Ernest Holmes created before a talk a long time ago. And we have an abbreviated version that we represent here. So let's share that with you now. I believe. I believe. I believe in one God. One absolute power and first cause to all things. I believe that this power is perfect love. And creates out of a desire to express love. I believe all thought is creative and how I choose to think creates my personal experience. I believe in the unity of all life. And the immortality of the individual soul. Forever unfolding. I believe. I believe. I believe in the eternal goodness. The eternal goodness of God. The eternal loving kindness. And the eternal givingness of God to all. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. So, it's my pleasure to introduce our practitioner of the day, Reverend Norma Roberts. And... <laughs> Practitioner is is somebody that has studied for quite a long time to be able to help others with this idea of any idea of anything they need to create a greater experience of their life. So with that, Norma Roberts. Good morning. Fantastic introduction. Thank you so very much. You know, as I um, was preparing for this talk uh, that I'm going to talk about, uh, I ran across a thing, when conflict ends, transformation begins. I'm not too sure just where I read that, but um, at the same time, 
there was an old song that came to mind, and I hadn't heard this song since I was very young, but I could remember all the words I'd like to share with you. I just know you would love to hear me sing it, but I think I'd rather just repeat the words to you. And they are, when upon life billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy? You're called to bear. Count your many blessings. Every doubt will fly. And you will keep singing as the days go by. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged. God is over all. Count your many blessings. Name them one by one. Then you can look forward for the good that is to come. It just shows that when we are discouraged, when we are discomforted, when we are challenged, we have to take another view. We have to look again. CSL has a viewpoint regarding this discomfort, and it is resilience is a vital aspect of human psychology and well-being. Resilience is not just about bouncing back from adversity or dealing with being uncomfortable. It includes the ability to adapt and cope effectively with challenges. We know, as stated in Count Your Blessings, when we look at our discomfort with different eyes, we can see the challenge as God's opportunity. God's opportunity for a new blessing, a greater blessing. Ernest Holmes sort of finalized this whole thing when he said in Science of Mind textbook, as the inner light dawns, it delivers the outer life from bondage. When the soul knows freedom, the law will free the body. We can all take a new look with different eyes at the discomfort that we are facing. And now I ask you to join me in today's spiritual mind treatment, after which we will have music, our reflection music. And today, the title of this reflection music is You Matters. Very important, You Matters. Today, I have chosen to incorporate a treatment written by Reverend Mary Beth Spear into our prayer. I want to just sit back, take a deep breath. And as I speak in the first person, except in a part that resonates with you. So now take a deep breath and relax your body. Breathe in, relax, and just let it go. 
Take another deep breath. Breathe in, relax, relax the mind and just be with me. This very moment, I recognize one perfect mind. This divine intelligence is the sole source of all. It is the unified field of all possibility. It has many names and it is all things. Today, as I speak my word, I magnify my realization of my oneness with the one. I now invoke perfect direction through the articulation of my thought, declaring my desire for a greater vantage point. I elevate my thoughts in alignment with God, and I am transported to higher ground. From here, I have an unlimited perspective. From here, I see the problems are merely the starting point for greater possibilities. From here, I move from the valley to the mountaintop. Through the eyes of love, I see my next step with clarity. It is with great thanksgiving. I move forward with ease and grace, knowing divine love is my guide. As I surrender my word to law, I am confident. It serves me perfectly, for I am the beloved and God is well pleased. Spirit in me, as me, is me. All is God, all is good, and all is well. And it is so now, as together we say, and so it is. So this morning we have a great guest speaker. Reverend Dr. Harry Mo Morgan Moses is a nationally recognized author, speaker, and motivational corporate trainer. His message empowers people to achieve greater emotional health, success, and creativity by showing how shifts in attitude establish genuine fulfillment. Dr. Moses is passionate about teaching and through his inimitable style, guarantees his audience and clients deeper fulfillment, joy, and purpose in their lives. Welcome, Dr. Harry Morgan Moses. Thank you, Vance. Pleasure to be here this morning. So is, is that it? We're now we're now in the talk section, I'm guessing. Let me start this clock so I don't overdo myself. That didn't work. Hang on one second. All right. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. So uh, if you saw the title of the talk, the talk is entitled The Way of the Soul. And very often I speak of, uh, of this nature. And it, what we're talking about 
is that we come from the light, right? The Tibetan Book of the Besed said, we come from the light, we put on a coat of skins, and we shall return to the light. There's a wonderful new thought teacher named Roy Eugene Davis, who worked for many, many years. And one of his great lines is, I am an immortal spiritual being, superior to my mind, to my body, and to my experience. I am an immortal spiritual being. So it doesn't say you don't have a mind. It doesn't say you don't have a body. It doesn't say you don't have experience. It says that who you are is something greater than that. And if we came from the light, and here are some of the ideas that Dr. Ernest Holmes uh, shared as a great metaphysician from the last century. He says the impulsion of the universe is love. In other words, the reason the universe created itself in manifestation is because it loved itself and it was conscious of itself. So spirit or God or source was conscious of itself and therefore it blew itself into all of creation. And then I always love the, the simple story of like, well, wow, look at how beautiful this is. And, and there was no one to share it with. So the universe births self-consciousness in its own creation so that you and I become self-conscious being. I am, and I know that I am, I'm aware that I am, and whatever it is that I am, I did not create. I discovered it, I woke up and went, oh, I exist, I seem to be existent. Well, if the impulsion of the universe is love, and the movement of the universe is through all intelligence, because all intelligence comes from the same source, we often hear in our teaching, there's one mind, that mind belongs to all people. So we really don't have separate minds. We have the place in mind where we're vibrating in consciousness where we attract those who are like us. If you've ever heard a, a gong, what you know is that there's a tone that rings out. And you and I, each one of us is a tone. We're a vibration in the universe through our consciousness, through what we become aware of. And that tone rings out into what we call the law of mind or the law of the circle. And it returns to us as our experience. So here you have the essence of the teaching, that the impulsion of the universe is love and that the universe is governed through a law. And that law is the law of the circle or the law of mind, which means that each one who is a self-conscious being, once you evolve high enough up the spiral of evolution, that you become aware of yourself, right? Then, then, then you become aware of the multiple, multiple dimensions. If you were here early on, there was a meditation playing by the Reverend Dr. Michael Beckwith. And he was talking about, we become aware of ourselves as mental, phys physical, spiritual, emotional, etheric beings, becoming back to the Roy Eugene Levis line, we know that we are immortal spiritual beings now. If we combine all of that, we came from the light, we put on a coat of skins, what I am is greater than what I appear to be, and now we begin to focus on, well, why? Why did I come from the light? Why did I come from the light? Well, every one of us came from the light into this era of time in order to say yes to the universe in order to say yes to the purpose of our soul reason for incarnating. We know that we incarnated. 
We know that when we're finished with this lifetime, we're going to move into a new level of expression. We know that we are immortal spiritual beings. So then we begin to ask the question, why did I come here? And here's the, here's the thing. We all came here from the light as these immortal spiritual beings aware of why we came here. There was a wonderful teacher in our movement called Marlene Oaks, wonderful teacher, taught for many, many years. And Marlene Oaks says, but when we came from the light, we put on the, uh, we move through the amnesia mist. Meaning we come into this very thick dimension, right? That everything is light, but light here on planet Earth, right? This is hard. If I whack myself with this in the head, it's going to hurt because it's thick. Hence, this third dimension we realize is thick. And that's why it's everything is slowed down. The vibration of light is much faster than anything in the vibration of matter, right? So when we're surrounded by matter, we're in, we're in a much slower dimension. And what we call it spirit, soul, and body, or mind, body, and experience. The very first, the last thing, the farthest thing out from our true nature is the body and the body of our experience. And once we begin to realize that, now we can begin to back up into our being, back up into the source of our being, back up into this I am an immortal spiritual being nature. And we do this through our prayers and meditation. Our prayers now, once we realize that we are one with the one, that we were born in the image and likeness and incarnated as a self-conscious being in order to witness more and more of who and what we are. So here's the line that I, I love, uh, this line from the 12th century mystic Meister Eckhart. He says, the soul... So this is the I am that came from the light, my soul, right? I came from the light. I put on a coat of skins. And the soul now is my guiding force. So the way of the soul, this is the line that I wrote to describe this talk. It says the path of fulfillment, the path of complete fulfillment, walks with each and all. It is always available, and it is your high self. So Meister Arkhart said the soul has two faces. One gazes at the glory of God. So there's an aspect of ourself that is constantly looking out at the amazement of the cosmos, at the amazement of what it is to be a human being, at the amazement of what it is to have self-consciousness, and, and looking at the glory of that beyond our conscious awareness. And then the other aspect of the soul is directing the senses. In other words, your high self is always there as your guide to show you the path back to your own fulfillment, back to your own mission and purpose, and back to your unique way of bringing it into the world. Right? And when we begin to daily meditate upon this nature, I am that I am. I am one with the one. There's a part of me that knows and knows that it knows. And I begin to tune into that nature of myself, right? And as I tune into that nature of myself, I become more and more aware of what the psalmist called the still small voice. There is a peace that passes all understanding. There is a still small voice that knows and knows that it knows. Now let's fast forward into our time, into this new millennium that we're in. 
and go, well, why did I come into life at this time? And way back in the 60s, the dawning of, of uh, an acute awareness of civil rights, the dawning of inclusion that all people are created equal, that there is no such thing as one soul that is loved more than another soul, that every soul is loved as the beloved of the Most High. And we begin to tune into that personal love that is our high self guiding us into how today I might comfortably live my life and fulfill my purpose. I choose to comfortably live my life and fulfill my purpose. So this idea that we are that we need to be diseased or distraught or upset or outside of uh, what feels loving and empowering to us is a misconception. We can grow, as often has been said, one of two ways. We can go by grow by inspiration because we wake up and our attitude is in tune with the infinite. We have dwelled upon our true and eternal nature. We've been tuned that high self that it may guide, guard, direct, and protect us and lead us in the path of this new day. But how can I bring more love, more light, more truth, more healing, more awareness, more of the energy of the cosmic Christ, the Atman, the Buddha, the high self into my life? And as I bring it into my life, how can I extend it out into the lives of humanity? Because at the dawning of what was called the new age, and it's been called the dawning of the age of Aquarius. It's been, it's been called the rebirth of humanity into its recognition of the unity of all life, that all things are interrelated and interconnected, and there's no such thing as a disconnected anything, so that everything that's happening to me is happening through me. And when I begin to then harness the law of the circle, the law of the circle is very simple that the sum total of everything I think, say, do, act, and feel creates my consciousness, and my consciousness is creating my experience. So how are you vibrating today? Have you lifted yourself up into that awareness that is guiding you each step in health, in wealth, in love, in fulfillment, in purpose? It's guiding you in each step, but it, but it only comes to you when you seek it. When you ask for it, when you become conscious and commune with that nature that is born in the image of the one, that I am born in the image of the one, I have never left that image, and it is with me. Ernest Holmes, the great philosopher, said, it is the nature of spirit to express through us, not in limitation, in fear or in want, but in freedom. It is the nature of spirit to express through us, not in fear, limitation, or want, but in freedom. So my high self is guiding me every day to move in the direction of that freedom, to move in that way that is my idea of fulfillment, my idea of radiant, vibrant, dynamic health, my idea of accepting the perfect pattern of my physical being as given from on high and calling it into my life as it moves away from the false beliefs and disease and separation and into the unity of life and calling forth the harmony of life into, how is this? Because I am consciously doing it. I am asking my high self, what is the way? How can I be more loving today? How can I be more radiantly healthy today? How can I attract more wealth and be an avenue through which wealth is spread today? 
how can I live this day as if this is the day the Lord has made and I am rejoiced and glad. And do you see that all of that is our personal choice? It becomes a question of where we're in tune. And if we're tuning into the world of affairs, into the world of news and hate and fear and prejudice and doubt, doubt and separation, then, then that level of vibration will return to us our, as our experience. If we remember that I am an immortal spiritual being and that I have the power to transcend earthly affairs, to transmute them into a way that brings more love, more light, more truth, more wisdom, more peace, more power, more grace into my experience, not because I am special, but because everyone is special and because I am tuning in to that unique self that is guiding and directing me every day to unfold the glory of the I am that I am, the glory of the cosmic Christ, the awakened Buddha, the glory of the Atman as the Nishema. It matters not what tradition we came from. It matters not what we have believed before. What matters is what do we believe now? What do we believe about who and what I am? What do I believe about myself as a being who came from the light? And as I begin to entune myself with the way of the soul, this way that is gazing at the glory of God while directing me every day, walk this way, extend yourself in kindness in this way today, extend yourself in generosity in this way today, extend yourself to include other people in this way today, extend yourself to see through the war, the violence, the corruption, the prejudice, and the mistakes of humanity, not blaming them, but simply saying, I forgive myself and my mistakes, and I forgive humanity and its mistakes, and I am moving to my experience in a new way today. I'm a place of love and light and truth and wisdom and peace and poise. You see that these things do not come automatically. You're not getting these things if you're reading the daily newspaper. You're not getting these things if you're listening to the evening news or watching the various channels that have this point of view and that point of view. We need to become the place where we view the cosmos from the way that our high self is viewing the cosmos, that we're viewing the cosmos. This is Casper. He likes to come up and say hello. He has a show on Tuesdays on Facebook and YouTube called Coffee with Casper. We invite you to join us anytime there. But we're all light workers. Everybody here is a light worker because we've tuned, we tuned into the unity of all life. We've tuned into the fact that I am an immortal spiritual being. And now the more we lean into that, into the way of the soul, into the way of that part of me that knows I came in a mission and purpose, and the mission and purpose is to awake humanity to its spiritual magnificence so that we move from war and away from prejudice and away from separation and away from violence. These things are not necessary as humanity moves forward and they no longer serve. So we have to figure out how can I be a place of peace, a place of light, a place of transcendence, a place of acceptance, a place of unconditional love, love given freely without demands, without expectation, and not seeking anything in between. How can I become this soul in the world? And the great master teacher, when he spoke thousands of years ago, he wasn't speaking to the Gentiles or to the Jews or to the Romans or to the 
any particular tribe. He was speaking in the cosmos, as the cosmos, for the cosmos, showing the universal path, which is the way that I bring truth into my life in a new way, is I ask for it. I ask daily, my house self, show me the way, show me the magic, show me the transformative force, show me how I may be an instrument. I ask and then I seek. I move in the direction of the things that I'm asking for, of the things that I'm seeking. And if they don't open, I knock again. And how often do I knock? Until it opens. I ask and seek and knock on the door of my own consciousness that I may be aware of the glory that, of the I am that I am, that I may see, as Ernest Holmes said, through the mist into the eternal and changeless reality, that I can be free from the bondage of the limitations of the mistakes of humanity up to this point, right? And the mistakes of humanity are war is backwards. Violence is backwards. Conquest is backwards. We, we are at a place where there's enough, Buckminster Fuller said it in the 1970s and 80s. We are at a place where consciousness is changing. The consciousness that got us where we are will not get us where we're going. And so we, each one of us, must become the place of the integration. The word integration, the very first definition of the dictionary of the word integration means to make whole. So you and I become the individuals who are bringing the wholeness into the human condition. We are helping humanity step beyond its misconceptions by deciding to do it ourselves in our own lives, by, by, by deciding to be an attractor factor to the greater good in our lives, by stepping beyond my own past limitations and, and waking up into the cosmic reality of the I am that I am, and not separating myself as a human being from myself as divinity. No, I am that now, and I am walking with it now. I am listening to the voice of my high self now. I'm in tuning to it now. And it matters known whether you're addressing uh, crowds of thousands or if you're addressing your closest friend, or if you're addressing the stranger you just met in the coffee shop, or you're being kind to the waitress, or you're being generous to the cashier, uh, or to your dry cleaner. It doesn't matter where we bring the light. It matters that we bring the light, that each, each one of us bring the light of our awakening self, our highest self, into the world through our physical body today, in mind, in body, and experience, and in action. We begin to be the place where we are following that I came to help humanity remember its nature. If you came to help humanity remember its nature, then it's essential that you remember yours. So we become the integrators. We become the place where we walk, not in fear and doubt and want, but in freedom. We become the place where we extend ourselves beyond any appearance of, any appearance of separation and know that the unifying power of love is guiding, guarding, protecting, and directing each one of us and then the groups of people that we attract. So everybody here on this broadcast with Centers for Spiritual Living 
and all the other centers for spiritual living and all the other teachers of the unity of all life. We have more awakening teachers on the planet than we've ever had before. There's more than there's ever been. And it is not the great work of ourselves. It is the great work of each of us and all of us together by uniquely being in tune with ourselves, by listening to that soul that is directing my senses in, in the way that I might be the most awakened, the most an instrument of peace in the world, an instrument of kindness in the world. You know, the great Buddhist teacher, the Dalai Lama, uh, you know, you ask him, he doesn't, when you ask him his religion, he doesn't go into the details of all the things he's learned as a learned uh, man in the Buddhist tradition. He simply says, my religion is kindness. And maybe that's simple for us, that we know we came from the light. We know we put on a coat of skins. We know we'll return to the light and we will return vibrating clearer. We will return with a consciousness more in tune with the infinite than we've ever been before. We will have seen through the mist into the eternal and changes reality and be the place where that transformation is happening in the world. And yes, the world needs you. And yes, you're on purpose. If you found this broadcast today, then you're on purpose. And you must simply bring the simplicity of that purpose into your life, in your every thought, action, and reaction. Now, you may forget, you may stumble and fall, and that's part of being human. We forget, we remember, we forgive, and we go again. We step further and deeper into the glory of the I am that I am, into the glory of myself as the begotten of the Most High, into the glory of what it is Saint Ignatius, the Catholic mystic, said the glory of God is a human being fully alive. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could celebrate our aliveness today? We could celebrate the good fortune. As Norma said in the beginning, I'm going to count my blessings and see, in fact, the universe is on my side. I'm going to draw the universe that's on my side into my life as a tangible force today. I'm going to take time. As Ernest Holmes said, daily we meditate on the self. The purpose of meditation is to breathe in the living spirit, to allow it to move in our heart and mind and body and throughout all the chakras and energy systems of our body. And then to bring it into the world in our daily activities, in whatever you're doing in this glorious Sunday, in whatever you're doing this week of the leap year, whatever you're doing today, working on your attitude, working on your spiritual authority in the universe so that you transcend all of the fears and doubts and limitations of your own life and you begin to be someone who is walking in the path of health and wealth and love and fulfillment and purpose. And you deserve it because it's already been given. God has already decided that you are the most high, that you are the glory of all creation that you can bring this into your life and into the lives of all those who touch your life. That love and connection and belonging can all happen because you're light in the world, because you're living in the path of your own soul, because you're willing to move deeper into your own fulfillment and commitment 
I came from the light in mission and purpose, and I'm fulfilling that purpose in my unique and wonderful and simple way today. Who you are is something magnificent. And until we meet again, whether it's in cyberspace or in person or kinetically or wherever we connect up, I invite you to go in the light, as the light and with the light. May the long time sun shine upon you, all love surround you, and the pure light within you guide you on your way. And I think that's pretty close to our 25 minutes right there. Thank you, Reverend Dr. Harry. What an awesome talk and inspirational message that we got today. So with that, now is our opportunity to donate. So you can donate at cslmidtown.org slash donate, and there will be a QR code in our Affirmation of Prosperity, which will show up on the screen right there. So say with me our Affirmation of Prosperity. I live in a universe of abundance. As I freely and joyfully give, I join in the divine flow, and all that I share with life returns to me multiplied abundantly. And so it is. So we appreciate your donations. They've got a growing, vibrant spirit. And next week, in person at the Garden Hills Community Center in Atlanta is our annual meeting. So if you're in Atlanta, I invite you to please come out to that, participate, learn what we've done the last year and where we're going in the next year, year and a half, and what we're, we're planning for that. So whether you're online or in person, we're going to do that um, as a hybrid meeting so that everybody online on Zoom can participate in that. Um, some other things we've got going on on Tuesdays at noon, there's an opportunity to meet, have prayer, fellowship with other people. So that's available on, check on the website, csomidtown.org. And uh, Sunday mornings at starting at 10 a.m., there's a discussion group and you can join that. You don't have to have read the book. You can just participate in the discussion, but they um, start the morning that way with a great, great thought, great thinking, great discussion. So please think about joining that group as well. Uh, so we will see you all who are going to show up next Sunday. Love to see you there. And we'll have a potluck after the meeting. So bring a dish if you're coming in person. We'd love to see you. And now our affirmation of life. I leave this place now knowing something better than I knew before. I go forth into the world with a heart full of love and a mind full of good sense. I look at the world in a greater way knowing that I have within me everything I need to create the life I desire. I give thanks for this understanding, and I am grateful for the spirit of life that lives through me, and so it is. And you can join us over on Zoom to have a discussion with Dr. Harry after this. So thanks for being here, and we'll see you soon.